What's up, Sassy Gamers? Today is April 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Zycia, and this is Got Our Attention Podcast. Today, I'm with Kelly and Brian, with special Season. guest, Bruno. Seasoning. Yeah, what, uh, <laughs> it's nice to be Season. here. Season 2, episode 44. My first time, so take it easy. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, welcome Brian, uh, Bruno to the show today. <laughs> oh my God, Bruno's here! I'm one of the special hey, developer guests. We don't talk about him. Stop talking about Bruno doing podcasts by having life events. <laughs> so life we're events. here to interview Bruno, who is famous by association to his wonderful artist wife. I was yeah. thinking more of his family. How is the family house? How is Bruno, how does it feel good. being it's completely good. overshadowed by your partner? Um, you know, when it brings in contract money, it feels pretty good. Pretty good, you know. <laughs> that that, uh, that dream of being a stay-at-home husband is, is, is closer and closer by the day. This just in from the chat. How do I get a sugar mama just asking for a friend? Uh <laughs> You have to be really good at video games, um, kill all of their friends, um, and then uh, gain their approval by, uh, by just listening. Just for the record, when you say kill all their friends, you're referring to in the video game, correct? No, no, no. no. That's how he gained her, her approval. <laughs> That's how you gain their approval. And you got to kill all their friends to you know distance them from everybody else. Because you got to be the all only right. person in their life. Well, uh, you heard it here first, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Oh, fam. What's up? Thanks for joining our podcast. Uh, obviously, <laughs> we're all here today, which is great. Uh, in preparation yeah. of our next week PAX event, which uh, a few of us are going to be attending. Uh, again, if you're going. A couple of us. Shout out three. to you guys. Yeah. If you guys want to hang out with us and see us there, feel free to find us. We'll be there. Uh, I We do plan. We plan on trying to go live during the event. Um, bandwidth probably not going to allow it to happen like actual Wi-Fi bandwidth or whatever. But uh, we're going to try it. We're going to see what happens. But if not, we're going to record a bunch of stuff and then we'll be able to do that. But it could be uh, most likely, um, well, actually, we I think we're going to probably be able to attend the podcast next week just from, you know, yes. from actually on location. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Good I, week. I vote drinking. Uh, we'll, we'll be drinking. I mean, no, no, I'm talking to Bruno. This is an AB conversation. See you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. That sounds like a plan <laughs> yeah. to me. I may let you have the host rank just for for the night. Just let you just take the the show, and I'll just. I don't know. Last time guest. I did it, wasn't so good. So, are you out of your? Well, I did Zycia. I did Zycia the. Yeah, the it was perfect. It was exactly the way you it were amazing. I think actually, actually, honestly, exactly Bruno needs to take the host mantle, and so that all four of us have done it. <laughs> there you go. That he has to be here, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. That's giving Bruno That's like a lot of power. <laughs> I know. We Did haven't seen see Bruno for his, months. His, like devil horns pop out for a second. I was, I was <laughs> joking about cancel culture, but literally we would be canceled next week if Bruno was <laughs> Where is Bruno? I have not seen him in months. Uh, I would really like him to be on this podcast again. It's like the Canadian version of Where's Waldo. It's just Where's Bruno. Well, <laughs> except you know, he's got better of, shirts. Bruno has got. Yes. Better best. shirts by a That's mile. Sure. There was yeah, a lot of we don't talk about shirts. Bruno, so I felt like the mm. best way to not talk about me is if I just wasn't That's around actually for true. anybody. So Oh my god, shirt. Bruno's here. And we have we have exactly. we have why, why didn't you guys warn me? I disappeared myself. 
He disappeared himself. Well, I mean, I mean, technically, I was lost on an arc. Lost on an arc. He's lost on an arc. I mean, technically, someone could just do something like this, you know, and you know. Oh yeah, what's what's this? (laughs) Nothing. Oh god. Yes. (laughs) It just totally disappeared, Bruno. (laughs) Oh. That's not nice. Well, no, honestly, anyway, it's better to shit talk. We're here. <laughs> we're face. all here. And for, without <laughs> we're further ado, we're going to let Kelly take us to her corner in her magical land of Kelly's corner. That's like I've got like. I a like the the luau dance this time. It's like yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what like this flowing is. Flowing with the wind or something. Yes. I, the, the music spot on, the luau dance spot on, the segue from Mike. <laughs> I mean, the usual quality that we less? expect from him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. So, right. That's why well. they pay me the big bucks. That's why they pay you the big bucks. <laughs> I had a friend who said, that's why they pay me the medium sized bucks. And that was great. You guys get joke. bucks? I get pennies, literally pennies. I'm pretty sure you get paid in something much better, Bruno. <laughs> Back to the sugar mama. <laughs> wow. wow. Anyway. That was impressive. Well, <laughs> one thing I want to talk about today is something that I tweeted about earlier today um, and that SAS Gaming retweeted. Thanks, SAS Gaming. <laughs> um are you guys as big of fans of um, Ice Age as I am was? No. No? Okay. I mean, I mean you know, don't get me wrong. I've seen it. I'm just yeah. acknowledging the fact that I'm probably not as big of a fan I want to go back to the, the I like it. Made. He said he's seen them all. You realize there's like a million of them, right? Yeah, yes. I know. Okay. <laughs> right. We're part of... Um, you know, we had this entire discussion about my my sugar mom being an established artist. So how do you escape without watching every like anime uh, movie? That's, yeah, okay. That's, See, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's that makes sense point. for you not having children and seeing them all. I was going to say that's perfect because when you get it, when you if you ever do have children, then you're going to be already aware of which movies to show him or exactly because yeah. So I'm going to avoid going to avoid all the ones with super catchy songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Disney for you, sir. Uh, well, he, he by that time he will have it so that it's programmed into the Plex to like just play the non-catchy songs and then skip to the next non-catchy. I mean, they're not going to know the difference. All versions of the song sang by me though overlapped on the movie. <laughs> oh my. That's, that almost sounds as bad as your. Uh, what was the song you said for the people who? Uh, oh, Baby Shark. When you were talking about the uh, the, the drivers that annoy you, you didn't use your blinker. Welcome to 1,000 hours remaining of Baby Shark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That'd be terrible. That would be miserable. I don't know. All I know is he talks about, like, singing the songs, and and I could just see him being just like Dwayne The Rock Johnson singing to his daughter, and his daughter doesn't believe that he's he's the the person in Moana. Maui. Maui. He doesn't believe he's Maui. Maui. It's my son's favorite character. Yeah. Yeah. Maui's a great character. So what were you saying about Ice Age, Kelly? 
Yeah, sorry. Uh, so I was it's talking coming. about Ice Age. Um, my favorite character from Ice Age and my kid's favorite character is Scrat, the saber-toothed squirrel. And then uh, I'm sure everybody's seen it. It's always at the very beginning of them. And I believe at the end, too, if I'm remembering correctly. His name is Scrat? Yes. Uh-huh. S-C-R-A-T, Scrat. One letter away from being disgusting. <laughs> oh, from, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get back to that. That'll be good yeah. for the intermission. Okay. He's, he's, uh, a good, he's a good squirrel. He's the yeah, bestest yeah. squirrel. Saber-toothed squirrels. He, he's, I love that he's a saber-toothed squirrel. Like, that right out of the gate is amazing. In this poor squirrel, all he wants is his acorn. He, it always ends up slipping out of his hand or getting squeezed or snatched or something. And, you know, hilarity always ensues. It's very Squeezed slapstick. or snatched. Yeah. Uh, so hysterical. In every single movie, every single short, every single cartoon, he never gets it, right? Yeah. Well, Avalanches. Yeah. Everything. About a year ago, Disney n- noted that they were actually going to um, be – getting rid of or uh, closing down blue sky studios, which is a studio that created all of these films um, in, in, in short films. And it's it comes at the cost of a lot of things. COVID being one of them. Um, they did purchase, you know, another studio, another very big studio, uh, 20th century Fox. Um, so that started taking precedence. And when they did announce the closure, they did say that, you know, everybody in the studio is going to be given the opportunity to look for employment elsewhere, you know, in the company, you know, all of Disney. Um, So hopefully they were able to find jobs. So it's been about a year since the announcement of the closure. And um, just yesterday, uh, excuse me, they posted one last final video of Scrat actually getting the the acorn finally and it's the just the cutest thing and i was like oh, i'm not crying you're crying and a little bittersweet ending to our uh our blue sky friends and scrap but i'm glad he finally got his little acorn Aww. i mean he always gets it it's just this time no. he actually gets no. to eat it no i mean oh. he has it in oh. his hand gets he always it. has it in his hands he, he just never gets it. to enjoy it he never it gets to consume it so yeah and he's looks looks around like what what <laughs> Is this, is this really happening? <laughs> yeah. So. And he's like, eats it. And he's like, okay, off to the next acorn. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. So I thought that was super cute. The other Much one that I had than for you. The kiwi. The what? The kiwi. Oh, yeah. Definitely much yeah. better. Much happier ending than the kiwi. Yes. For sure. Oh, yeah. Kiwi's so we'll awesome. Let, we'll let you know which podcast reference for that sad, sad. Just depressing moment. Yeah. That was so I'm going to take you from something G rated to something rated M for mature. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nintendo, <coughs> Nintendo, which has always been very, you know, hands off when it comes to, or not hands off, but uh, always <laughs> gun shy. This is bad phrasing. Fearful. It is bad. Hand check. No, no, that's it. That's, yeah, that comes in. Supply. That's what she they, said. They've, they've always bordered on the 
air of caution, side of caution, when it comes to games on their console, because lots of kids play Nintendo Switch. Well, apparently, well, uh, lots of kids, adult, lots of adults do too. I mean, it, it more adults than kids play, but it like whenever you think about a kid playing a video game, if it's a very young kid, technically, t- typically you think, oh, Nintendo Switch. Well, they've eased up on those restrictions, <laughs> apparently, <clears throat> as of like 2017. They were like, well, we've broadened our audience. On the um, Nintendo's website, I believe it was yesterday, <clears throat> was this new game. It's a hentai game called uh, Hentai Uni. Unleash the anime porn. Going straight to the Nintendo product store website and description of this game, which you can purchase for apparently $2.49. It is a very short description. (laughs) Hentai Uni, a puzzle game that can be played with one hand. That's the description. You guys are not responding the way I expected you to respond. <laughs> Headedness to the action where no waifu gets left behind. Four girls and 12 beautifully drawn scenes will cheer you up and help you relax. I thought you were going to say cheer me on. <laughs> I mean. Either way. I mean, both. when you're doing one-handed action, potato, potato. <laughs> Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, uh, hentai is um, sub subgenre genre of Japanese manga, anime, computer games, etc. Characterized by explicit sexual themes and imagery. So like I said, uh, Nintendo started easing up on some of their adult content launch restrictions. And How many times have we said hentai in this video? I don't know. I've I've only said one hand <laughs> once, so there's twice. Uh, it, admittedly, the no wife who gets left behind was is one of the catchphrases for the other one that they let through, which is last summer, where they had hentai versus evil rated 17 plus available right on the store. I kind of messed that up. When this episode but, uh, has a higher viewership rate than all the other ones, you guys now know why. Yes. <laughs> and if it does, uh, you're all degenerates and it's fine. That That's totally fine because we'll just add hentai as one of the buzzwords in the drinking bingo game. Oh, perfect. Hentai. Uh, so I'll drink to if that. If it wasn't clear, they take their clothes off. They don't mean. take their clothes off, right? No, they do take their clothes off. Well, it oh, their clothes weren't off in the trailer. Is this that a I Nintendo just... store? Yes. <laughs> You can pay money to watch these ladies take their clothes off. Did you want me to send you the off. link, Mike? <laughs> hey, babe, can, can I borrow your switch? switch? <laughs> I'll only need one Joy-Con. You're sticky. It's gross. You're disgusting. Thanks. <laughs> <sighs> so that's what anyway, I for my corner. Yep. It's time, as always, for Bruno to talk. Bruno, you talk. <laughs> Nobody wants me to talk. I want you to talk. <clears throat> it's time for the news. So uh, we're going to talk about Elden Ring. No, I'm just, I'm just whoa, kidding. whoa, I'm just whoa! Just what, what, what game is that? <laughs> We've done enough of that. 
everybody knows that we've been talking a lot about Souls games, so we're we're done. Uh, we're actually going to talk about um, something else finally today. We're going to talk about Dark Souls three. Um, <laughs> no, wait, that's not right, is it? Oh my god, no, this is what right. happens. You let Bruno pick articles. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we're actually going back uh, to be so, fair i suggested it for him he did <laughs> um so as, as everybody's aware we've been talking about elden ring i mean at least i think we have i've been gone for three weeks so maybe the topics have changed <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I I was, up right uh, where we left off i was uh i was doing a speed run any percent skipping podcast so uh i think i succeeded three times in a row um so <laughs> <Didn't I? clears throat> We've been talking about Elden Ring, Elden Ring speedruns, which <laughs> do not include hentai. All right, even when you're naked, you're still covered on that game. Kind sure. of. Um, and uh, it, it turns out that a lot of people aren't done with the old Souls games. So a Dark Souls three because they're impossible to f-ing finish. <laughs> you say that, and yet um, I actually don't pronounce this guy's name. I, I think it's supposed to be like Yamfa. But um, he's a YouTuber who does not speedruns necessarily, but challenge runs. He's done a ton of them in the past. He just did a new one for Dark Souls 3 where he beats the entire game without using the walk ability. So he, he, doesn't, he doesn't move at all with anything that is normal movement. So no, no, no walking, running. He just, just uses abilities. Um, he technically goes beyond that there is um a teardrop glitch in the game that allows you to essentially not die it puts you at like one hp and then you turn into this weird sparkly entity and you can move through the game and kill boxes and you just survive forever but he actually managed to beat the entire game by doing bandit dashes with the bandit knife um some assorted mobility skills and the teardrop glitch he 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 pulled it off literally challenge beat the whole game he has a cat on his head. I mean, yeah, why not? Literally has a cat on his head. Uh, I, I, th- I think it's cool that he went so far as to disable his left <clears throat> joystick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the people who do these challenge runs are not okay. All right, like I love. Would you Souls say games. he's playing one-handed? He's pretty much playing. Somebody one-handed. beat this game with a potato. Does he I'm have not- a switch too? <laughs> I'm not saying they like beat this game on a really bad computer. I'm saying they took a potato, they put a bunch of wires into it, and they used the electrical signals yeah. from them touching the potato in different spots as a controller. Yeah. Is potato I mean, code for something? No, it is, but not today. <laughs> it is, but not tonight. Not, not in this story. I not, mean, not this are, moment. Later, it'll be code for something. But the interesting. I mean, the other day I was watching somebody play. <laughs> one of the Metroids with their feet. Yeah. I don't know, man. People are, are for, um, they're raising money for one of the, you know, 24 hour blah, blah, blah things. I saw a DJ playing a watermelon. (laughs) You, you're you're supposed to let that dissolve on your tongue, Mike, not swallow it whole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. If you want, if you're watching the video, not listening to the podcast right now, you could actually see some some clips of how he does some of this, and uh, it's definitely a uh, a test of patience because oh, yeah. these challenge runs are not like it's not like you, 
you have to be very good, but you also have to understand that you're going to die hundreds of times to things that are completely out of your control. Because when you remove the ability to move in the game of any normal means, you essentially just open yourself up to be absolutely clowned by the majority of the mobs and bosses and the terrain in this game. I mean, there's there's areas just like in every Souls game where like enemies from afar are shooting you with like arrows the size of like missiles, and like if you're moving around like that, it's it's kind of hard to iframe stuff because the ones that you do have are limited. So it's pretty wild. Yeah, Man, yeah, it's yeah. definitely wild. Never yep. cease to amaze me on the amount of I call it insanity, but some people call it insanity. Yeah, the way that I look at it is it never ceases to amaze me the amount of pain that people want to put themselves through. Yes. Like, I thought when my brother played Dark Souls 2 and was like, I'm going to play this game and I'm going to beat it with the character that has no clothes the whole way. And he did it. I thought that was crazy. (laughs) That's awesome. But apparently that's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, my God. Second cutest dog in the world there. You mean the cutest dog, Gengar? Oh my! He gosh. walked up to me and he just had fluff. But I will drink to him. Stuck no. to his true, fur, and he was like, "Can you get this off of me? This is really ruining my complex." Oh, I did. I drank. Just, just a retired boy. <clears throat> yep, a retired handsome man. So, did you guys hear that? Somebody's trying to buy Twitter. I did. Sucker. Probably this guy. You, you've probably never heard of him. Yeah. He's he's also the richest man in the world. Yeah. So Elon Musk tried to is I trying to him. buy Twitter for forty three billion dollars. He's trying to buy them for fifty four dollars and twenty cents per share. <laughs> Does anybody remember how much he said he wanted to buy uh, Tesla for to take them private? <clears throat> well, I'll give you a hint. It has something to do with $420 per share. Uh, yeah. So he's got a little thing for sticking 420 in um, right. places that. I mean, he, he, he does a lot of weird stuff, you know, like the model versions of his cars and stuff like that. We've talked about in previous podcasts. Well, the, the dude is like between his other fetishes and fascinations and getting, mm. you know, like it, it not king shaming here. That's fine. Like, dude, you be you. But the dude seriously wants to be Batman. He wants to be he like, does. oh, what? My model girlfriends are Mm. sitting in your fountain on your restaurant and you don't like that. I just bought your restaurant. So what are you going to say about it? Everyone's missing it. He doesn't want to be Batman. He Mm. already is real life Lex Luthor, Ah. but he has no Superman. So he's just bored. Yeah. That's true. (laughs) It's very true. Without his like rival. So he's just like, what do I do with all this money and no superhero to like, attack so he's just yeah. like i guess i guess i'll just buy companies and get richer i don't know yeah <laughs> well last week it was announced or i guess the week before um it was announced that he owns nine percent of the stock he is the largest single individual investor in twitter 
And he thinks that he can really make a change um, in Twitter. He's got these really grandiose ideas. He thinks that Twitter is kind of going down the tubes. He cites the fact that uh, some you know, celebrities aren't tweeting as often as they, they used to be. Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift, stuff like that. He even brought all of this up um, at the, the TED conference uh, that he was at this afternoon. He's got a plan B, he announced, if it doesn't work out. But some of his wild ideas, not why, I guess technically not. He's really taken some cheap shots at Twitter. Well, he's taken some shots at Twitter. They're <laughs> very expensive ones. Uh, he was talking about shutting down um, their San Francisco headquarters and turning it into a homeless shelter. If you weren't aware, Twitter is permanently all working from home. So that building is literally just sitting there doing nothing. Uh, he wants to be able to add an edit button for his tweets and uh, wanted to grant automatic verification marks to premium users. So premium users are those users who pay extra on Twitter. He wants to allow those folks who are paying uh, to get one, the automatic verification and not see any ads, which I could kind of get behind. But uh, do you guys know what it takes to get that auto automatic verification mark? Do you it's guys a know process. Why some, people have it and some people don't. I you don't have remember have that. X amount of followers for yes. one. And yeah. you have to be verified who, who you actually are, of course, but you have to be authentic. So you have to have an official website. You got to give them your official um, website, mailing address and all that. You have to be notable. So you have to be notable for your news coverage, uh, Google trends, like you said, Brian, follower mention count. And There's no one more notable than my boy at Will Smith. Yes. Yes. At Will Smith, as we talked about in the intermission a couple weeks ago, not the Will Smith you think he is. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to be active. So you have to, um, you know, uh, be, you know, creating, you know, X number of tweets or whatnot, and you have to be following the Twitter rules. So I'm thinking it, Elon Musk has been very vocal about how he feels that Twitter is censoring people in, you know, Elon Musk has been always said no, there should be zero censorship period, you know? So when everybody was saying, Hey, you got to shut down the internet, you know, for, you know, Russia and, you know, stop Russia and all that. He was like, I'm not shutting down my satellites for Russia. Cause that's censorship. And so mm -hmm. I'm censorship. I, I have a hard line. Censorship is censorship. That's a no go for me. So I, <clears throat> I, my fear, though, is that if he it, it, and it's looking right now like it's unlikely that he's going to be able to get it right. The Twitter Twitter's um, shares really didn't fluctuate much today. Um, they hung around was it forty five dollars eighty one cents, which means that people are kind of like skeptical that it's actually going to go through. And Twitter's stock actually took a little dive today. So um, there is a pr Saudi prince who has a, a pretty good um, large stake uh, 
Saudi Prince Awalid bin Talal was saying that um, he, he doesn't think it's going to happen because it, it's just not a very good offer. I mean, Elon's not trying to make it happen. It's a win-win you know, for him either way. Either yeah. he gets it and they allow it and he you know owns a company. Great. Yeah. And then, or he rides the money up as everybody suspects that it's going to be bought, sells all his stake and shares that he just bought mm. and then makes even more money. So it's yeah. like, yeah. or that's exactly I mean, that's or he doesn't moment. even sell it. He just rides the joke because he likes the joke. No, it's never about liking the joke. If you look at all of his historic, if you look, if you look at every single time where he's memed something, it's Dash always coin. with purpose. He raises it super through the roof, invests billions of dollars into it, and then he sells everything overnight, tanks the entire thing, makes a fortune, mm-hmm. and leaves everybody else holding the bag. And it's the same thing. Like He's been buying yeah. these shares since January 31st. He's been buying installments to get them up to the 9%. Now, mm-hmm. he pushed a little bit higher with the announcement, and he's already threatening to remove that amount, but he's dangling this carrot of, I'm going to buy the entire company, which has more people who follow him in all of his investments, investing into it heavily. And then inevitably um, he's already prefaced. He's already, he's already set everything in motion. He said, if you guys don't let me buy the company, I may be forced to withdraw mm-hmm. my shares, like to, to sell mm-hmm. out my shares and short the Thank stock. You. And like, he's already said everything there. So the mm-hmm. second that they give him the formal, no, he'll just check out, take his, you know, billions of extra dollars that he made yep. from raising the stock 30 some odd percent since January. And he'll be like, cool. I made 30% profit on my 9% share. Mm-hmm. I'll call it a day. So only like $30 billion richer than. Yeah. Then like hey, he did it with Bitcoin, counts, right? Mike. Like Bitcoin was a wild one. He like raised Bitcoin to, like a lot when he was talking about how you were going to be able to buy Tesla's yep. with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And then the second he sold everything, he was like, Oh, sorry guys. Dogecoin, same thing. Like everybody thought Saturday Night Live, he was going to make some major announcement and then nothing happened and it tanked. So it's like, yep, this is not the first. That's also Dogecoin. It was going to tank anyway. That's true. I'm still holding on, man. I'm still holding on. It'll go there one day. I mean, that is a meme currency if they're like, that that is the most legitimate. The inventor. That is the most legitimate meme currency (sighs) that there is. So YouTube uh, has decided that they are also sick of their spam comments and they're going to do something about it more than Thank they God. apparently already do. So <clears throat> if you're a content creator, when you upload uh, videos uh, to your uh, feed, uh, there's a couple options that I say for comments uh, to try to prevent like spammers or you know whatever these people are doing in the chat. Um, it actually were in the chat in the comments. It's like, you know, do you allow it? Uh, do you want us to hold all comments to make sure that like, you know, you approve them? Uh, do you just want to disable comments? Like however you want to do it. And uh, of course, some of the people get through because depending on the, the security checks that it's doing, sometimes it's just leaks through. Like there's just things, you know, like, you know, find more Bitcoin here. Speaking of Bitcoin or, you know, uh, you want naked pics of me. I'm right next door. Click this link or whatever. It's, even us, like we see those on our, our live YouTube videos. We see a lot of comments with just like letters and we're like, what the heck is this? And it's just some link to nowhere, um, mm. but it's just all bots. It's all bots and spam. So obviously people are upset about this and uh, they just announced um, that 
they're they're going to do something about it and they're adding a new feature. So underneath that same comment section, uh, underneath the hold potentially uh, inappropriate comments for review, there is now a checkbox for increase strictness. It says experiment, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's it. There, there doesn't say exactly what that means. Uh, it's just basically uh, a stricter AI presence that's going to be able to uh, increase strictness. So you watch you're out. Welcome. Watch out, <laughs> you guys. Well, got you. Got the increased strictness feature. So there you go. Finally. D and D bought D and D Beyond. Yep. All right. I, next story. That that could come <laughs> as a surprise to some people because they're very similarly named. I thought it was the same thing. I thought that it was a lot of people did. Like yeah. for for anyone who's played D and D in the last really four years about uh, or so D and D beyond has become more and more and more of a invaluable tool while you're playing D and D. In fact, it's, it's like the tool uh, cause kind of before it you'd play D and D and you'd be like, put the cell phone down, pay attention to the campaign. And now it's the opposite. It's like, get your cell phone up, get your spells prepared. You know, like figure out what you're going to do because you can, you can control or look up or do a lot of things on your phone with D and D beyond. Um, it actually was developed by curse. If you remember curse, they started off by making it very easy to put mods into Skyrim and, and world of Warcraft and in a bunch of other games. Uh, curse was purchased by Twitch in 2016, 2017 curse created D and D beyond 2018. They sold it off to fandom, which is not part of Twitch. Uh, Twitch uh, curse actually got divided up multiple different ways and went to several different people, uh, throughout the course of that 2016 to 2017 timeframe. But yeah, fandom ended up, uh, purchasing it. They have had it for quite some time. Uh, they've had a great relationship with Hasbro slash Wizards of the Coast, which are the owning companies of D&D. Uh, interestingly enough, that D&D Beyond has contributed to just a massive amount uh, of revenue into Hasbro. Over the last three years, the royalty paid to Hasbro by D&D Beyond, this is a quote in this Polygon article, has represented a significant contribution to the fastest growing source of revenue for Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, it contributed to this year being the first year that that uh, they've been a billion-dollar company. Jeez. Wow. Um, <laughs> an operating profit of 547 million, which I mean, D and D almost died out. Not really all that long ago. I mean, the comeback yeah. has really been in the last decade. I would have to say, I hate to say this, but I would have to say stranger things really kind of push that. It, like, 
we were I think playing Stranger it, Things it rode. Yeah. I think Stranger Things rode some of it. I think they were already on their way back up. Right, but I think it kind of brought it to mainstream. Is my point? Like they kind uh, of a little like bit. got people who probably would have never played, like at least looking into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, that, they absolutely the contributed. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. They absolutely contributed. They they brought in a uh, like you said a sector of people that never would have touched it, uh, and. Like with all of that information, Wizards of the Coast bought D and D Beyond for the paltry sum of one point one one hundred forty six point three million dollars. Considering how much they've like gotten from it in royalties and everything else, that's absolutely mind boggling. Um, it's that that's that's almost like that's a deal that's up there among like Disney purchasing Star Wars. Uh, really? So yeah, they're, they're going to, they're going to continue to support it. Of course, they're going to continue to expand it. Um, they want to continue to drive a unified player centric vision of the world's greatest role-playing video game, uh, role-playing game on all platforms. Uh, it should be interesting. A lot of people want to be able to get the digital code of the book with their physical books that they buy. I've like, like from the get go of D and D beyond, I was, I literally did surveys and said that. Um, but a lot of people still think that's not necessarily going to happen, but we still hold out some hope for that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's nice to have both. I mean, I, I will say like physically at the table, I like to have the book. If it's like, I'm trying to prep a session, having them on PC is way easy to, to look through instead of having to try to have like multiple books out, but no, super cool. Also super cool. So I know we've all played Skyrim on probably a fridge, a toaster. Lucky for me, there's some great golf here. Switch or something at this point. I don't know. We've played it on multiple platforms. Uh, But yeah, Skyrim. So there was a a Twitter user uh, goes by the name of Sulk Sulk Almic. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, If I murder that, I'm sorry. I'm not even reading it, but I just. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, So (laughs) but he's part of uh, an ancestral whispers, cranial reconstruction research research team. Uh, and what he did was wait, wait, use, say that again. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask too. Is it say that again? Ancestral or not? Ancestral, ancestral, ancestral. Whispers, cranial reconstruction research. Cranial reconstruction. So they used AI technology to basically reconstruct. Um, what they do is they reconstruct like uh, facial features from like people, the bones and remains they find, and they decided to use that on some of the, you know, people from Skyrim. Uh, people. So, no, not people. Yeah. Well, sort of. Uh, not people. At some point. Yeah, at some point. Uh, so the particular specimen they said that they were viewing was actually the ancient Atmoran, Atmoran? Uh, from South, uh, Sarath. And they basically reconstructed this guy to make it look like an actual Neanderthal, uh, which is crazy. Because once they posted this on Twitter and showed like what the person would have looked like, if you're watching the video right now, you can see the clips of it. If you're listening, I've then you'll seen to that guy at QT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no joke. Um, Dead serious. So, uh, Jonah Loeb, he's one of the developers that worked with the Bethesda, and actually specifically the skeleton that he used. Um, and he tweeted back and said, "You did an awesome job with the reconstruction." I wanted them to look thuggish, thick jawed, thick browed, and sort of Neanderthal like, and that is it. Like that's 
nailed it. Um, he said, so since they were being to be attacking the player, I wanted them to look intimidating, but not with those meanie eyes you'd see in most fantasy skeletons. So the answer for me was going heavy with the brows and big in the teeth and just thick overall, thick with the two C's. I was so. going to say. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, he, remi- he reminds me of someone. Um, yeah, the guy at QT. Act- an actor and director <laughs> person. <laughs> like, not Mads, not Mads Mikkelsen, but like... But yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Not Guillermo del Toro either, but he reminds me AI. of one of the actors. AI is wild. It really is. Well, speaking of something wild, is the fact that Namco is going to be releasing a new compilation of Pac-Man games. And it's going to be the arcade archives of Pac-Man. And in it, they're actually going to release, replace Ms. Pac-Man. And for the, for that part, Pac-Man Jr. as well. Uh, They're replacing both of them. Uh, They're going to have, they're going to have mama Pac-Man. I think it is as well as, baby pack. Uh, the, the reason why is, and I actually knew this before this article, uh, it's, it's fascinating to go back and to look into this. Miss Pac-Man, Pac-Man was created by Namco back in the day, back when there weren't too many arcade games. In fact, the concept of arcades really Wasn't didn't really exist when Pac-Man came out. It was like you were in a pool hall and there was a pong table or, some of the other early games like that, uh, or, you know, in a bar and Pac-Man came out and it went absolute shit balls insane. So much like literally one of the top songs at the time was Pac-Man fever because it was that crazy in the United States with this. Uh, it kickstarted the concept of video games, pretty much like no other game like pong really got everybody's attention and they were fascinated by it. Pac-Man showed them an entirely new level and Namco made a ton of money off of it. Uh, the trouble is, is that the arcade owners or, or at least the bar owners and the pool house owners that were, per, you know, typically leasing the games, they got quarters off of it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they wanted people were getting tired of Pac-Man after a while and they wanted a sequel. They wanted something next. They wanted the next thing. And Namco wasn't doing it. So there was a small little company at the time, GCC. Um, trying to look up what it stands for. Uh, but they, yeah, General Computer Corporation, they took the Pac-Man arcade board and they kind of reverse engineered it and then they reprogrammed part of it and created a new maze and they put a bow on the top of the Pac-Man character and they created Ms. Pac-Man. That's right. The Ms. Pac-Man that we know today comes from abject piracy. (laughs) Because they didn't create their own hardware they used the Pac-Man hardware and they said, Oh, replace this chip or send us the board. We'll replace this chip. And they send it back. 
And because of that, the, the, these bar owners and everything were able to get like a new arcade cabinet that did not come from Namco who owned Pac and created Pac-Man. Uh, they, they literally, they created a knockoff and sold the knockoff and then midway ended up purchasing it midway, which is very, very much a no name in arcades. And eventually what that ended up being is because they created GC and CC created Ms. Pac-Man. It actually got to a point where Namco didn't own the IP to Ms. Pac-Man. They came to an agreement with them to continue publishing games with Ms. Pac-Man. And baby Pac-Man was uh, Pac-Man Jr. was very much along the same lines here uh, of this. And that was fine for a little bit, except for GCC sold its rights to another company, which uh, uh, at games <laughs> and at games basically said to Namco, you can't use your rights in any new games. So Namco said, fine, we'll just rename her and we'll, we'll replace the bow with like fine. a little hat, a little sun hat and we'll give her high heels or, or like flats instead of high heels or something like that. And they changed the characters. 2022. And she needs flats, man. Flats. Yeah, right. She they <laughs> they they reinvented her. She she looks different now. Um yeah, Pac Mom. And it's uh gonna Pac be in Mom. the new Pac-Man like Museum that. Plus. Pac-Mom. Yeah. Did she come with like a an SUV? No, no, that now that little Pac SUV would be pretty awesome. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I really encourage people to go out and check the history of this because it's absolutely fascinating that the total wild, wild west of like early arcades and this, like, this isn't the only game this happened to, this happened to a lot of games where the ROMs. Well, I'll just say that's even kind of like how Donkey Kong, I mean, it was, it's still owned by Nintendo, but they, they had cabinets out there of this game that wasn't working and they were like. What do we do? Like we just spent a lot of money on all these cabinets and they're not going to do anything. And they're like, well, let's make a new game. And they just tweak some stuff and be like, all right, send it back out. It, it's a new game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Donkey Kong originally was going to be Popeye. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So now look how yeah. far game companies have come. They, they <laughs> release full fledged games that always work and they never just re-release the same yes, content for more. Never. Money. I know. Happens. And they don't even and they, they have and even they, games that you know take dance moves or don't I mean they make creative oh. uh dance moves by themselves without yeah, yeah. unique from all unique you can't, like, and you the, think about it and you can't name a single company nowadays that has re-released the same game multiple God times. No. They no. absolutely encourage their fan base one. to make like interpretations of their games with spins and changes on it. Because they, they, they support do. that a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Yep, for sure. I don't know why though. You wouldn't need it. I mean, the games are usually so original nowadays that like yeah, yeah. they're they're perfect. They're perfect. Yeah. Speaking of really original, original Just games, let's, uh, <laughs> move on to our next story. Uh, Epic Games, um, Fortnite, everything super original, right? Yeah. Right. Totally. It's not even a game filled with things that aren't from I, the actual game, right? I generally do back Epic Games, much to the dismay of many Valve loving people. Um, but um, 
on the note of Epic Games, they just got another $2 billion investment. Uh, split as $1 billion from Sony and another billion from Lego Company. Or it's Yeah, the Lego company. one we reported last week. We didn't yeah. know about the Sony part. So both of them have put in this massive investment towards the metaverse because a lot of companies are investing heavily into Epic Games specifically because of that. So um, I know that Ubisoft is there. Obviously, I think uh, Toy Animation is already in, in the game. Disney overall has started making deals with them. You know, Marvel characters exist there. Warner Brothers. So like Epic Games, I feel like at this point, is like hopefully not, but it's starting to shape up like they're the Thanos of the gaming industry and they're collecting all the oh, infinity no. stones because uh, <laughs> they're going to make their own universe within the metaverse and they don't want anybody else to be able to compete or have any say. Um, but the I, I'm going to feel okay until Disney and Epic combine and then we're screwed. Yeah, we're, we're definitely screwed. Um, well, I, I guess it depends, like, who takes over. Like, if, if somehow the deal works out and suddenly Sweeney, the owner of Epic Games, runs both, I might be like, this could maybe work because he's just crazy enough and different from, like, these aged-out, ridiculous, like, old people running these large corporations that just maybe we might get something good out of it. But it'd still be destructive, most likely. Um, the idea behind this whole metaverse thing with Epic Games is Epic Games truly believes that there is a future in the metaverse. And that Sweeney's philosophy is that if Epic Games, who believes in uh, like a more safe environment for children to play games in, um, which they've tried to prove time and time again by curating all of the games on their launcher... Um, making sure that Fortnite is appealing to children and has the correct parental controls, things like has that. The, the, the correct art, artillery for children. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, can, you can't, <laughs> I guess it's the tightness of clothes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. But, <laughs> you know, that's, I guess that's just, that's just, that speaks more to how old we are because that stuff's normal now. The <laughs> physics. We've yeah. been aged out, but um, <laughs> their idea is like Lego and Sony want to get in on this because when the metaverse hits, and Epic Games is hopefully founded really well into it, they can create, like, very child-friendly and also, like, entertainment for all ages in terms of, like, properly rated, not, like, R-rated games, um, which is a push that they've been doing for a while. So this entire investment is both of those companies saying, here's money, we want a piece of this, let's do it. Um, I'm very intrigued because I don't know what the metaverse is going to be like, but the idea of the Lego games in the metaverse, but with like all of these different companies involved. Sounds really good. It sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> next, next week I will be happy to report uh, when Microsoft throws another billion into this as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Like, I don't think that we're going to see any companies staying out of this one. I, I think, no. I think they're going to put aside yeah. the fact that, like, even though a lot of these companies are like, yeah, we don't really work with each other ever, it seems like every single one of them is actually like, well, this time. Yeah. We'll do it this time. Square Enix, Microsoft, um, you know, Activision, Blizzard, all these different animation companies for different animes. I mean, obviously, Naruto has made appearances already in Fortnite, um, mm -hmm. Marvel, DC, which the idea of both of those two 
being under one umbrella is kind of that's, insane to me. That's mm-hmm. the interesting thing is because pretty much the only place you see that is Fortnite and Lego. Cause yep. Lego also has DC and Marvel under the same umbrella. Yep. That's true. That's true. I can't wait till Fortnite. Lego has their bringing people back. together. Right. They're going to have building back and it's going to just be Minecraft blocks. You know, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, you get, say that it's already back. I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. Kelly, you say that mm-hmm. until Lego Lego creates the giant political mega pack that like that brings <laughs> yeah. that brings like Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, and Independents all together under one umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> well, once inflation It'll just runs amazing. too rampant, we're all going to be exchanging currency in the form of Lego blocks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, oh my I God, love I'm this currency. <laughs> I love this currency, except for when I'm walking. Barefoot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's talk about that during the intermission. (laughs) (sighs) Well, yeah. So take a few minutes, listen to a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey, Sassy Gamers. If you're like us, time is just something we don't have enough of. Between working, podcasting, and our own personal lives, it's hard to maintain a balanced lifestyle. When it comes to editing our podcast, I didn't go to school for sound engineering. Did you? I can't say I did either. I don't know about you, but I don't have time to research how to make your podcast sound good or podcasts for dummies. You think people might not notice the really loud outbursts and fading voices, but they do. And this is where Loudness FM comes in. You simply go to loudness.fm, select the options you want to use, and upload your audio track. Fast, easy, and with no experience required. Loudness FM allows you to clean up your audio tracks, level the speaker's volumes, reduce background noise, and more, all with a single click. So if you're like us, and you want to have a podcast without having to learn all the ins and outs of recording, Loudness FM will be your tool. We recommend you check out loudness.fm to get started. Again, that's L-O-U-D-N-E-S-S dot F-M. Cheers! And we're back. I, I, for a split second there, thought about saying it in Spanish. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I was you like, yourself up. No, no, I was no, processing no. in my head. Like, nope. how do I say this in Spanish? <laughs> nope. You have, you have now teased us. Now you have to do it. Yeah, oh. now you do. I know the whole part of me trying to process how to say it was the part that I laughed about. That, that <laughs> yes, the, but now you actual. have to do it. Do it the best you can. I don't remember. I can't. Nope. There's no way. Nope. We're not going we will not oh, let no this way. go until you do it. Like even if you don't do it right, that's fine. Just do the what best you can. No sé. está aquí. <laughs> there we go. And we're back. I mean that's oh, that's man. well, I won't go into SDS. Wouldn't it be E nosotros está aquí? You know what? If you want to be a political uh person on correcting me if, on Spanish too. If, if I if I want to start speaking better Spanish than my yeah, native Spanish speaker friend. <laughs> Easy. So <laughs> we are gonna get into games because Brian calls it just games. I don't call it just games. I call it Maybe games. Like, Let's no, talk about games. 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 Let's talk about games, baby. Let's talk about you and me. There was a podcast where drink. Drink. That's true. 
Oh God. Yep. Yeah. Terrible. There was a podcast, Kelly. So Tell us about this podcast. podcast where Mike was there, but wasn't there. And so instead of seeing Mike, Brian put a picture of uh, Mike in like an animated version of Mike DJ. Yeah. And DJ Mike. ever since then, every time the games thing comes on, all I think about is Mike going, Oh, oh my little DJ. That's <laughs> yes. funny. Your, D- like your little DJ doing that. So we uh, have talked about games new and old, and we've definitely talked about games old today. Um, There are some new game releases coming out very soon for the Atari 2600. You heard me correctly. There are some new games being released on cartridge for the 2600. So Uh, real quick. I told my husband about the same thing that just happened. I told my husband about it and he was like, like he couldn't, he couldn't process Could it. Could process like, it. You know, it's the like, old what? Atari 2600, like the old console, like old, old, old. He's like, yeah. You know, the cartridges you put in there. It's like, yeah. New ones. And this is, this is not an unheard of thing. There has been a couple of no. companies that will create games and release them for like SNES and, and and they will do it in cartridges or they'll just give you the ROM so you can do it on an emulator. Um, sometimes even NES, uh, I would not be shocked and maybe we'll show some video of it uh, on the YouTube channel next week. Cause I will not be shocked if we run into one of those companies at PAX <coughs> so that we can like give some examples of this. Uh, but literally this is the first one in years that I've seen that is doing Atari 2600 and they're not effing around either. They're taking one of the greats Yars revenge, which has a fascinating history. Again, I recommend you go and check it out. Yars revenge uh, history is kind of amazing and they are going to be releasing Yars return. I shit you not. I might have to get, one of the retro Cade things that can play an Atari 2600 cartridge on HDMI. And I might actually get this just because uh, Howard Scott created Yars Revenge. It was basically his first game and it flew off the shelves. He's also the guy who made ET and that was kind of rushed. (laughs) It wasn't entirely his fault, but that was massively rushed because of the release of the movie and that's notably one of the worst games on Atari 2600. Uh, but yeah, so they got Yars Return is one of them. Uh, they're also going to do another one, uh, Saboteur. And uh, they're also doing an Aqua Venture, which is an underwater follow-up to the adventure video game. Oh. Yeah. Um the limited edition bundles for Atari XP games comes with the cartridge, an extended instructional manual with bonus material. I, I legit don't know the last game that I purchased physical copy that came with an instruction manual. 
it's it's been a while since I've had an instruction manual in my game, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, this is this has sort of like an instruction manual. That comes well, that's game, one of the reasons why I liked it was <laughs> that that's one of the reasons why I liked it is because it brought back that and and some of the hints were in the instruction manual. I mean, like you've got like some of the greats, like um, was it the first Metal Gear Solid that you needed a particular frequency to tune into to get a certain thing in the game. Are you talking about Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation or are you talking about Metal Gear, the the original Nintendo game? No, no, I think it was the Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Because you had to like, you had to do certain radio stations to like save the game and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And one of them, they didn't tell you what the frequency was. It was literally on the back of the box in the picture. Uh, uh, so is it's that like game did a lot that, of cool stuff. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff when you had that type of physical media that we just we've kind of lost out of. So I'm not gonna lie, I might get some type of like device that can play an Atari 2600 and output it to HDMI, and we might have a game to stay and go through these cartridges or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, saboteur is like I said, one of them. I I'm not familiar as that aqua venture. Wasn't a fan of adventure, but being I that it's adventure. the first video game me. that had, it was the first video game that had an Easter egg in it. Yep. It's so duck dragon thing chasing you. Yeah. That, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah. Duck dragon thing is probably the most accurate description of that thing ever. <laughs> Kelly well, I, and I Saboteur is a game that's like based in France and it's like uh, black and white and along with color. Um, I think it was like era PlayStation one. I think I remember correctly. Yeah. So I flashed all three of them, but Kelly, you've got I, something interesting for us. I do. So I have been playing, I finished dark weeks ago, uh, but I have not finished the two DLCs that, come with it. So I've been playing through them because I gave myself a break, but you know, you can't ever hold yourself back from one of the most amazing games in the whole wide world. So playing through those really, really awesome. But I had mentioned maybe two months ago that they were creating a graphic novel and that it was going to be available. And it finally came in for me. So I've got my dark dream journal graphic novel comic book. Is that and like um like three D looking? No, it well it it's three D looking just because of the artwork. Yeah, like the I don't know what they're called. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a almost looks like it's like three D. I don't know. It looks like that from the the camera anyway, from looking at what you're showing. Yeah, it's not like holographic, but it. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, Mike. The yeah. the ones yeah. you look at different angles. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not so, like that. But but it, it is good artwork. I will say that um, it's an accompaniment to the game in that it you start off as Lloyd and you wake up in this strange bed in this strange house and you're like, what? <laughs> That's on? happened to me right? way too me. No, never. <laughs> yeah. And you see a lot of weird things, and this really see that every day. <laughs> that too. Uh, it 
fills in a lot of the holes and a lot of the gaps and <clears throat> gives you the backstory. <laughs> That's what she said. And it's it's beautiful. It's fantastic. I've seen I've I've only read it I've read several graphic novels. This one it, I mean it's it's short, shorter than some of the others that I've read, but it is absolutely beautiful. Um it's well done holds true to the dark universe and like i said there there's there's some things that you see in the game well the very first one um the very first creature that you see is this little boy climbing like on the ceiling and he's got a paper bag over his head and that's one of the very first things that they cover in the graphic novel so oh, that's cool you, yeah, it's super cool. So I don't want to, for those of you who haven't played the game, because the game was so incredible and so amazing, I don't want to ruin anything about it by talking more about this, but highly recommend it. Um, it's I, on Amazon. You can get it in uh, hardcover, or not hardcover. You can get it in um, Kindle version or uh, the paperback. paperback. Yeah, but... We'll we'll check it out and I'll let you know. I don't. It was not expensive. Uh, one second. So going I back do know to your that, story, I do know that game when you showed it was just fascinating looking yeah. with the artwork and the setting yeah. and everything. Mike, it is absolutely beautiful. So, so I will. I'll. I will uh, be playing uh, Dark for one of our games of the moment. Game of the moments. Yes. I don't know. You're fine. You're playing it. Uh, No, so going back to your 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 part about waking up in a strange bed in a strange place. I literally had a friend in college that he told me one night he came home from the bar, had a little too much to drink, walked into his apartment, laid down on the couch, fell asleep. The next morning he woke up, he was in a apartment that wasn't his, wasn't his couch. Covered in a blanket, and it looked vaguely familiar because it's the same style apartment that he lives in, but it wasn't oh his God. apartment. And he gracefully just got up off the couch and walked out and found out that he was like a floor down or something. Yeah. Uh, oh but, my God. Yeah. Yep. So later, then no. goes to the bar and ends up meeting the couple that he slept on their couch and became friends Who with Who probably put the blanket on him. <laughs> yeah, they Let's did. be fair. Oh, they were like, no They were way. like, you came in like stumbling and you mumbled something and you just passed out on the couch. So we were just like, all right. <laughs> we just slept oh, you and covered you in the blanket. Serial killer. Like we see, we've seen you in the parking lot. We yeah, just, exactly. We don't know yeah, you. <laughs> we knew. Yeah, they knew oh, who so. he was. That's, I literally. friends. <laughs> like, not And that wasn't I've me. Learned. That was actually a friend of mine. Yeah, I know. That's why I was saying friend. Uh, this literally happened with a dog in my, in when me and my wife were living in an apartment that the people above us had a dog and they were so lazy. They they just open the door and let the dog out. He'd go down three floors and go to the bathroom and then come back. They would never walk him out. Is that lazy and, or well-trained? No, that's lazy. This was a big <laughs> dog and was he, he was friendly, but he was one of those dogs that his friendly didn't seem very friendly. Mm. Like when he didn't know you and he was looking at you, he didn't seem like the most friendly. Uh, he wasn't like wagging his tail like crazy or anything like that. 
Uh, but I opened my door one day to go to work and there he is trying to get into the apartment. Cause he looked, he was on the wrong floor. Oh, and I was like, lost. I just closed the door again. Puffer got lost. He, he was, he was fine. He was a good dog. He was, he was actually a decent dog. Well, fourteen ninety nine at Amazon to support, uh, an amazing artist in developer. Yes. So. Yeah. Highly recommended. Nice. Bruno. I actually played something that wasn't Lost Ark. <gasps> I know. Or Elden. Where's the music? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> don't uh, make me get a key for that. You should. So, you have keys for everything. Yeah. I didn't even know that this game was coming out, actually. Uh, a friend of mine was like, oh, yeah, I'm super excited because the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga game is coming out. Um, and it's supposed to be really good. And um, I've recently gotten into Lego in like the last six months. Um, and I was like, well, I like Star Wars and I like Lego. So seems like a no brainer. And I picked it up on Epic, I think, for $59.99. Um, and it comes with it. You, you play through all nine movies, which I have not done Ooh. yet because it's a lot of gameplay. You can that play is. as over 300 playable Wait. characters. Did you just say you haven't beat the game yet? No, the game's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Demurin has had a game for a day and he hasn't beat it yet. It's unheard of. So you beat Elden Ring and Lost Ark like within a day, Dude, but yet you've had this game for a few days and haven't beat it? Uh, and, and you know why I'm about to say something that's really going to blow your minds? Are you ready for this? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody, if, 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 you're, if you're hearing this or watching this and, and you know anything about me, I'm going to need you to sit down because it's oh, going to be heavy. I'm going to take a sip. Yeah. I, might, I don't want to because I might spit I it out. I am enjoying this Lego game substantially more than Elden Ring. As a matter Ooh. of fact... I am enjoying this Lego game more than I have enjoyed any Souls game I have ever played, including the Neo series. Okay, amazing. To, to, to quote my kids, <laughs> the game is the the games. I don't know if I want to call it game or games. I feel like games plural. Um, they're like well, it, it's it's not just it's it's like you said it's the nine movies. But they already have DLC it's, that extends it, and they're going to have Rogue One in it. They're going to have the yeah. Han Solo. Mandalorian. Gonna, yeah. Everything. It's crazy. And the thing is, like, at a glance, when I read the preview for this, I was like, what? There's no way. 300-plus playable characters, over 100 vehicles that you can utilize, 23 planets right now in the game. Yep. And it's so well done. Like the game actually looks amazing. Like really good. I was like, this is a Lego game. How does this look this good? It should not look this good. And it's so well done. I've, I haven't seen, there's just so much attention to like detail and like the game level design and stuff. Like it's hilarious. And the the combat actually feels really weirdly good. Um, I think it's that whole design decision because like the fidelity for the most part hasn't changed too much. Yeah. Some of the particle effects like this explosion or something. Yeah. Maybe there's a little bit more fidelity there, but I mean, the actual bricks and everything hasn't changed too much, 
but this over the shoulder third person perspective versus the old style, like flat plane 2d perspective, I think accounts for a lot of what you're saying, like the yeah. better combat, the better look and split the screen. Look at this split screen. This is amazing. Yeah. You can do this with great. your kids or you can have the two story, kids play it. The story is yeah. great. You can also play it solo and you just can switch back and forth through characters and stuff. No, you I can mean, play you it. can play as hand you can play it with one hand. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, yeah. they actually, they actually, because this is, because this is so kid friendly, oh you can gosh, actually do things box. like turn off damage so that a kid can easily get through extremely difficult parts. Yeah, it was, it was great. Like one of the parts of the, I started in the wrong episode. I didn't start all the way back at the beginning. And I was like, I didn't realize that you could. I was messing around. And um, I was just like on MPL Star Destroyer running around. And like the doors, I was opening the doors on the Star Destroyer. And there'd just be like stormtroopers like wearing their helmets. But they'd have like no clothes on sitting in a jacuzzi. And they'd like look back and be like, what the hell, dude? Close the door. <laughs> like, oh, close the door. My bad. So <laughs> like, I'm, I'm actually interested in buying this now. But it's... Uh, yes. God, that's so cool! I was like, I, I forgot what I was even going to say because it was just picking at this footage is like just it's it's weird. It's, amazing. it's really weird. Like I saw the footage and I was like, okay, this game looks like it's fun. I'm going to buy it. Why not? And then I started playing and I was like, oh shit. Okay, so here's here's a good here's a good question for all of us. Question from the chat, and I think this is an important question. Mm-hmm. Does it matter to get it on Steam or Epic? I personally try and buy any game i can on epic because i know for a fact that the developers get a larger percentage of the money Um, also that's a good answer as aside from that i do have almost like a personal vendetta against valve which i'll i'll put out there because i am biased against valve because i think valve has been ripping off the developers for a lot of years without any repercussions so i do try and buy things on epic when i can specifically because i know that they give more back i mean Again, this is a studio who just released a new Unreal Engine, and even though it's brand new and they don't have to, they release it with the same caveats as the previous Unreal Engine, where anybody can utilize it for free, essentially, until they make over a million dollars, and then they take 5% in um, in uh, royalties. So, like, I just try and support Epic when I can, because at least for now, they've proven to be a better company. So I guess this is probably a bad time to talk about the Steam Deck. Right? <laughs> just about to say. <laughs> so speaking of Valve. <laughs> speaking of Valve. So no, I mean it's no surprise. Um, I've had a Steam Deck now for a few weeks, um, and I'm now becoming slowly the two percent rather than the one percent, as I'm having some friends of mine actually starting to receive theirs. Uh, shout out to uh, Captain E or Digital Janitor, uh, aka he's uh, he's received his Steam Deck. Uh, unfortunately, my my brother, as of as of right now, at least I, that I'm aware of, has not received his yet. Uh, so rip on that one. Hopefully, by the time you watch this video, you will uh, so have it by then. Zeisia, have you seen the article where a guy? Okay, yes. so this. Uh, uh, yeah. Good. We're gonna get there. Okay, <laughs> I will shut up. Uh, if you want to cue that up, though, um, that would actually be. God, is there a video on that? I'll I'll see what I can find. So. There's so there's the so what he's talking about is so obviously you know uh, enthusiasts like me and you know people who are content creators like Linus Tech Tips um, has done a lot of research hardware software and a lot of you know I wouldn't say breaking because you know Valve literally said hey you can do what you want with this thing it's, it's a PC you know it's a PC and it's it's meant to be open source because of Linux and it's like 
do what you want, figure out what you want to do with it and, you know, do whatever. So there's a lot of communities going on. Uh, even the Steam Deck community um, on the on Reddit has been really fun. Uh, but somebody posted a video because I, I've been saying this since day one. I was like, it's just a matter of time before someone starts mining with one of these things. Right. <clears throat> and uh, waiting for the next yeah, you know, sure. YouTube video name, like my how to mine Ethereum on uh, Steam Deck or whatever. Uh, but no, there's a video that shows someone who has, uh, I guess, successfully, I guess you could say is the term successfully, I guess. But we'll get to that. Uh, but it has success, successfully hooked up a GPU uh, to run for his steam deck. So right. literally the steam deck literally hooked up to a GPU and then outputting yes. to 4k, um, to a, a, a digital monitor. So whatever, well, because a bit of physical it's monitor. not necessarily a new thing. <clears throat> now that you have faster throughput through connections that you can off put your GPU load through a USB C connection to another device that renders the frames and sends it back through USB-C. This is something that now the trouble is, is the steam decks USB-C doesn't allow for that. So he had to do a slight modification to do it through the M2 slot. Uh, but because of that, you can only play games off of the EMCC memory. I might be saying that wrong, but the equivalent of an SD card. And of course it didn't have the ability to power said GPU so he had to power it separately, but yeah, he got it working. Interestingly, he found out that it doesn't work well with NVIDIA cards, but with a Radeon 6900 XT happens to be the card that's in my machine. You can actually do 4k gaming off of your steam deck. So just use your computer. Just use your PC. No, this is, this is amazing. Like, not so Phoenix, impressed. I'm going to send you Not a few impressed. things uh, to put <laughs> on the screen. Totally next, uh, because some people, after this was said, um, someone uh, created a shit post on Reddit and decided. Aww. that. Of course. Well, don't, don't show this one if uh, nope. if you can yet. I want to post this other one if I can find it really quick. Uh, but they were basically like, oh, well, introducing now the Steam Brick. <laughs> and it's yes. literally a, a case that oh my god i can't find this right now like i think it's maybe i sent it to a message or something let me see if i can find it uh where is it where is this page where i mean i this? in the meantime i do love this image that you sent oh wait here it is here it is here it is i got the image the first initial image um here let me copy this one first all right so it, it's been a it, it's it's been a a whole shit post thing now that <laughs> everybody has decided to make these. So basically, it's uh, amazing. Said, oh, it's just look, amazing. You, That's all I could say. A steam brick. And they basically uh, rendered a model of a 3d steam deck that has now an encasing for the GPU <laughs> and, and they're naming it the steam brick. I love it. And it's quite amazing because like people are like, well, yeah. So the battery literally, like turns on and it dies instantly. Like, the power <laughs> of the tank for this thing to like run um, until the point where I just posted another one. The second picture I sent you is when they just posted again. This is the the build on because uh, they're like, well, obviously it's going to need a fan, like a water cooler or something. So like they're adding on like <laughs> like almost like Tony Stark, like the like the the, the damn. Oh yeah, um, that's that's definitely the arc so. reactor. That's so it's like it's just it's like so ridiculous. They had other one that was like a multicolored one that had different like different styles you could buy, and 
I mean, it's just so ridiculous, but I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's where we're at. I mean, that's the point of this thing. Like you can do pretty well, yeah. much whatever you want with it and it's great. Uh, so I enjoyed that, but no, so with the steam deck, um, I haven't, uh, actually the last few weeks, uh, I was actually absent. Um, was I absent last week? No, I was here last week, but I just wasn't feeling, so I've been actually was sick for a little bit and I just wasn't online. I haven't been really playing anything at my computer. Like I just, I didn't even have my computer on for a while. Like I was just like, I'm just not feeling it. Um, but luckily okay? I had the steam deck and I was able to, to pull it up and I was playing, like I said before, like some legend of Zelda, just different, like my own legend of Zelda handheld basically. Um, but I tried to, to play some different things now uh, just because I could and things that were like in my library that were games that I picked up. that I just never really got to. Uh, and one of those was little nightmares. And this is definitely a day drinker game uh, very much yeah, in the yeah, same vein that. of like dark or even like uh, limbo or uh, what was the other game? Um, the other, whichever one it is, I can't remember exactly, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a small, like um, s- sort of creepy, cute game, uh, puzzle game where you're like this little person, like, and I mean, not like, I don't mean little person, like trying to be all politically correct. I'm just saying like, you're literally you're like small. a little ant, like you're that size. And everything around Not you is like a size, massive room yes. and you're trying to like solve these puzzles, almost like, you know, a uh, toy soldier or something. And you're trying to like figure out these different puzzles and it's very creepy. You see things running around. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like different, just different little things like that going on. I haven't really got too far in this, but so far it's been great on the handheld, like on the actual steam deck. Uh, and it's been uh, very easy to play. So it's something that like you're sitting on the couch, like while you know TV's on in the background and kind of just kind of running through this trying to, to figure it out. So that's been really cool. Um, I also initially talked about Sea of Thieves that I tried uh, to try to play on through through the Xbox game cloud, uh, and I wasn't successful. I think it had to do something with like um, some of the, the anti-cheat that was going on um, for the deck when it first came out. Um, but behold, I tried it again last night uh, because we've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves lately, and uh, I tested it on my Steam Deck, and it worked. So... It's fantastic. I can literally play Sea of Thieves sitting on my couch. Uh, and then obviously with Discord open, I can talk to my friends while playing. Uh, it you know, obviously doesn't look as pretty as it does on my PC, but it does run really well. Um, and, and it's it still looks pretty good. But it's not uh, any it's not like a, you know, like any sort of like Minecraft at that point. But um, so, yeah, really cool. Uh, and so the one thing I did, I, I've been playing some other games, too, but whatever. Uh, I do want to talk about Sea of Thieves for just a half a minute because of the experience we've had this last night, and it's been really fun. Uh, me and some other friends, we've been been playing uh, actually, you know, Secret Asian Man and also Captain E uh, and our other friend Narwhal have been playing, and we're trying to get better, I'd say, at this game uh, because typically, like, we go out and we have a good time, and then sometimes uh, we just go out and get wrecked, and it's like as soon as like the battle goes to happen, we all just kind of forget what we're doing, and it's just terrible. Uh, and that's just how it goes. But um, we've been working on it getting better. But last night, uh, me and Secret were on a little sloop, which is the smallest boat you can get, which is like a one or two person boat and uh, or ship, I guess you could say. And we're just out sailing around and we don't really have much going on. Uh, but I had, but before he joined, I was able to gather a bunch of TNT barrels. Like there's gunpowder barrels that you can find at different locations. And I just kind of stocked them up and he joined me and I already had like four of them. And he's like, well, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. We're just going to sail around see what we can find. Well, we see a galleon, which is the largest ship in the game, which holds three to four people, up to four. I uh, meant for four people, really. And uh, he's like, let's go after it. I'm like, you're crazy that we have a sloop. It's a galleon. Like, it's going to destroy us. I'm pretty he's like, sure no. 
you were supposed to be going after him to entertain me. Well, that was kind of yeah. So Daydrinker <laughs> was watching our, our our Discord stream and uh, and that was kind of that. But so we kind of chased after this ship. And, and I'm you like, guys what are we let me do? know when we were on last night. I'm just so, it was on the it was all in Discord. It, yeah, check check Captain's chat. The secret the secret Discord. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so we kind of go Can after this me? boat and we're like, you know, what do we what are we going to do? Like, what's our plan of attack? Right. Cause we're trying to get better of like how we're going to, and I'm like, you know, realistically, I don't, we have no chance. Like if there are four people, which indeed there were, uh, we can't like battle them because they're going to win. Like if they're any, what competent of sailing and stuff, it's going to, they're just going to destroy us. So I'm like, what do we do? And he's like, well, we have four TNT barrels. I was like, Oh, why don't we just demo ship? Like literally be a demo ship. We ram them with our TNT and just try to blow them up. Uh, and they have a thing called the Reaper flag on, which is basically a, a beacon that shows everyone where you're at. So usually these people are like, come and get some basically is what right. they're, they're trying to say. So we're like, well, well, let's just, let's just do it. So we were like, let's just do demo ship. So he, he places two of these gunpowder barrels uh, at the very tip of the ship. So there's like a point, a little piece of wood that goes all the way out in the front of it. And so uh, you were intending on just giving him the tip. Yes. I, well, not just at the first, at the first part. At first, know, just so, the tip. Yeah. It always so starts places, with just the tip. So he places both gunpowder uh, barrels. Episode title. <laughs> he, uh, he puts <laughs> both gunpowder barrels at the tip of the, of the ship. <laughs> and he puts the other two behind like where we're going to grab them. So the idea is we're going to just go in, try to get from the side and just like ram them as hard as we can. And before <laughs> we get there, he's going to... He's going to light the two barrels on the tip up first uh, so that as soon as we as soon as on impact, there's an explosion like that's 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 uh, the, uh, the that's idea. that's what you hope for. <laughs> so so we gather <laughs> these barrels and he puts them on the front. We have two in our hands. So I'm, I'm steering and I get to the point where I'm like, all we have to do is just go straight now. And it's going to just hit us. So grab my barrel. He grabs his. And it's like an epic movie. You can see us like running as the ship starts to roll up and I can see them on the ship trying to like figure out what the heck they're going to do. And they start throwing stuff at us. And I'm just running with this thing in my hand and I jump up on the little, uh, the front of the ship. And it's like, I can see the two barrels in front of me already lit up on fire and I'm just running and I just jump to get on their ship. And I just like, boom, I hear an explosion, like three explosions go off. And like, I'm instantly dead. And like, I hear secret go like, yep, I think I'm dead too. But like, like it was crazy. So we're like, all we can, like, are we dead? Like, are, is our <laughs> ship gone? And uh, yeah, our ship's gone. So we wake back up. <laughs> our ship is now where we're at when we respawned. And, but we're like, but did we get them? Like, did, did we wreak havoc on this galleon? So we look at the map again. And since they have the Reaper flag, it still shows us where they're at. And lo and behold, since they died near us, because they did, they were somewhere near us on near this like little island area. So we're like, <laughs> no way, no way. So we were like, get on our ship. We haul our ass back to where they were at. And as we come around this big island, like this big block rock island, <laughs> um, we see the galleon in the water. And then we see a rowboat in the middle of the, of the ocean trying to collect all their stuff that they lost out of the first galleon. <laughs> so what do we do? We were like, let's ram them again. <laughs> so we have, we have no TNT, but we have firebombs. So we just run at them again and we just start throwing firebombs all on their ship. And like, they just obviously kill us. And it was a great time. And oh, it was God. just a blast. And, and, that, and to amazing. me, that that's, 
those are the fun times to see at thieves like it's <laughs> there's a lot of fun things like that but oh man never honestly never to be creative on that game that is the most satisfying just the tip story that i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome <coughs> so on that note that is uh all of the things that we wanted to cover today so great uh thanks you for that there are, there are no emails so if there thanks were you. we would read them so if you want to send us one feel free to do that at goa at sasgaming.com uh where we'll read it out loud and do all the fun stuff with it there's send a picture of your dog or cat your cute little dog oh, yeah. and we'll vote on who's the cutest <gasps> Ooh, that's what we can do that's a good one uh also yeah, if you join our Discord, i would love to do there's that there's a there's a it's pet and uh there's a pet channel too so you can put your pets in there and let us see them uh, but again, that's uh, it's all our time for today. Uh, if you want to check us out online, check out sasgaming.com. Uh, or you can check out our Patreon, so patreon.com slash sasgaming, uh, where you can catch up on all of our unedited podcasts, uncensored podcasts, along with getting your name in the credits uh, and all that fun stuff as well. So shout out to all of our Patreons. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. And shout out to the rest of you guys who are listening and just attending. We really appreciate you guys, too. Uh, so, uh, me, like I said before, me and Brian will be at PAX live next week. So if you are there, feel free to give us a shout. We'd love to hang out with you and have a chat and even potentially have a beer with you or something. If if that's what you want to do. So, uh, we are always down for that. At least I am. Uh, so (laughs) again, until next time, we'll see you guys later. Be safe out there until next time. We love you. Bye-bye. Later. Later.